It's the one and only Ayo Jazz here over at KAYJ. Today I have an amazing show set up for you. We have an interview with a legend, the one and only Carlos Santana. You guys stay tuned. You do not want to miss this one. Mr. Santana, you are a musical legend. Thank you so much for coming and stopping by the KAYJ studios. First, tell us a little bit about your passion for music and how old you were when you got started. Probably eight or nine, because I kept winning the contest in, in, in the small town in Outland, I mean in Tijuana, you know, with the violin and later on with the guitar. Mexico got conquered by practically everyone. Uh, and they brought their music, whether it's Turkish music or German music, French music, Spanish music. So I was exposed to a multidimensional listening, not just river dancing. was the African Bomba by Carlos Santana. Wow, Carlos, you started very young with the music. Tell us a little bit about growing up in Tijuana and how that shaped you. Song mister, 50 cents a song. That's my mantra. <laughs> and chiclets, you know, my father brought, brought us this box of chiclets and he just cracked it in half and he gave half to my brother, half to me and he says, don't come back till you sell it. You know, and this is like serious. So, okay, my, my, my brother is selling chiclets in, in shiny shoes, and I'm, you know, selling chiclets, and, you know, song Mr. 50 Cents a Song. Ah, yeah, 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 da, da, you know, you know, all that, you know, all the folk Mexican songs. I would work from 4 o'clock in the afternoon till 6 o'clock in the morning. We play for an hour, the hookers uh, strip for an hour. I thought it was great. You know, this is, who wants to, who wants to go back to junior high school? and deal with junior high school kitty stuff. I mean, this is the real education.
heard Black Magic Woman by the amazing Carlos Santana. Mr. Santana, can you please tell us a little bit about where you get some of your inspiration from? Are there any artists that really hit home for you? Jim, Jimmy Reed, John Lee Hooker, Lightning Hopkins, because that's what they play at the border. Real God Bucket, they call it God Bucket, cut and shoot music. If they don't like you, they cut and shoot you. <laughs> Oh, 
let's forget about it. Actually, let's not forget about that hit song, Smooth. Carlos, that song is amazing. Describe to me, once you started on the road to stardom, what kind of feelings did you have? It was still unbelievable that one minute where you just got out of high school, next thing we were playing with B.B. King, Mr. B.B. King, and Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and The Doors and Sly Stone. Like, whoa, this is really, really fast, you know? Wow, that has to be an unbelievable feeling to be able to play alongside legends in the industry. Can you tell us a little bit about your love for music and how that began? Well, music has an enormous power to, I guess, kind of like a shaman, you know? It takes you into a place where time doesn't exist anymore, gravity doesn't exist, fear doesn't exist. Miles Davis used to call it a spiritual orgasm. You know, and that's exactly what it is. Because a lot of people have told me many times in my career that I'm doing, I'm committing career suicide. You know, when, when you em embrace certain paths, or when I play with Miles, or Johnny Hooker, or Wayne Shorter, or John McLaughlin, people, people always tell me you're committing career suicide because, you know, you're pop and you should just play rock and roll pop. And I said, no, you know, it's time for me to get an education. I'm not a Xerox machine, you're repeating the same thing. You know, you, you, you gotta like stick your neck out and discover something different. I don't work on selling units or moving CDs or, you know, I work on touching people with the music. That, that's, that's my passion. And I can be of service to other people who truly can, can benefit from it. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Although success is hard to handle at times, can you talk a little bit about that? Once you reach the top, where, where are you going to go? And so when we reached the top, everybody was dying. Jimi Hendrix died, Jim Morrison died, Janis Chaplin's dying, all, all kinds of musicians are dying. And it was really two roads. One was heroin, and the other one was uh, spiritual meditation.
Woodstock in 1969 was one of the greatest performances for you in the sense that it really launched your career. Tell us about that experience. It was a wonderful nightmare. It was so many people there, uh, 550,000 people. It was a living ocean of hair, teeth, hearts, and they were passing out carrot, salad with raisin. That's about all people could eat and mud, and that's all it was. But you didn't see one fight. It was something different, uh, meeting old tribes. And when you can see uh, Ravi Shankar and Jimi Hendrix, I mean, you know, it's something different. It, it had nothing to do with the system. This is why it worked. Mm -hmm. It was anti-system. It was just uh, people coming together and saying, we don't want to go to Vietnam. We don't want to, like, you know, uh, go along with this. We wish we could create another disaster like that.
your music transform over time how did you go from Woodstock to hope you're feeling better my music in the beginning was just pure party and sex and then after I met Switch and Moy I felt that I needed this spiritual discipline because everybody everybody around me that I love was dying we're ODing so I said you know I don't want to OD on myself I think there's got to be something bigger and more meaningful I mean I already did what I wanted to do which is buy my mom a house I kept my promise got her house, refrigerator, you know, all the things that I said that I would when I was a poor kid in, in Tijuana. has the bug of a spiritual virus that will counteract the cancer of fear, 
brutality, violence, and equality for women. One love, a love supreme, brings peace, light, love, and joy. Things that they're not mumbo-jumbo or goodly gop anymore. Things, things that are becoming extremely necessary in this planet today. also have Deborah Santana here, Carlos's wife. Deborah, can you tell us a little bit about Carlos's career and your involvement? 
he needed to make some changes in his life on a grand scale in order to be with me and in order to be the father that our children needed. So after hearing what Deborah just said, what memory do you have of that situation? She said to me, around 95, 96, it concerns me that you're always angry and angrier. Those are the only, only modes that you have, and it, it, it really scares me around the children, and I feel that you need therapy. On the seventh time, she interrupted me in the middle of the session, and she said, excuse me, uh, Carlos, is this, you just let, I just have one question to you. I said, go ahead. She goes, what makes you think or believe that the world wakes up to screw you every morning? And I was sad. It made me realize that I was thinking wrong like a victim. You know, the issues of being child molested, you know, were surfacing. Well, you know, when you're a child, you know, some people are very blessed and some people are blessed, but, you know, they also go through this experience of child molestation. It went from 57 to 59. It's a very, as children say, icky part of your life. people look up to you for the innovative mogul that you've become. What kind of advice can you give young musicians and artists aspiring to become a legend like yourself? 
when you when you have confidence in what you're doing, they will come to you. You know, MTV and radio, they will come to you because people, you know, eventually can't ignore you. So you have to have, you, if you believe in what you're doing, people will come to you. You know, like Bob Marley, for example. Bob Marley was selling 60,000 uh, uh, people, 60,000 tickets, you know, with no radio help or no TV help. We were doing 35, uh, I mean 15, and then uh, Led Zeppelin was doing 35, but he was doing 60. 60,000 people, you know, so without help from the radio or TV. So when you believe in something, believe me, people will come. And, you know, the Metallica is, is, is in uh, Nirvana today. They're, it's kind of like that, you know. So uh, for the people who are starting out there, you know, have, conf have conviction and faith in what you're doing. And then Rolling Stone, and they'll, ask, they'll come to you. You know, you don't have to go to them. You know, those people cannot make you or break you is what I'm saying. Uh -huh. You know, which some people presume they can, but they cannot. They're after the fact. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And because uh, they need you more than we need them. That's the fact. I mean, because of us, most of the times they have a job. We don't have a job because of them.
been through a lot throughout your career. Which song for you really comes from the heart and portrays your life story? Samapati, because it says, through every step in life you find freedom from within. Everyone is searching for eternal peace and it's here. All you have to do is share. Stories about elevating consciousness. Any, any song that elevates people from the dull drum existence that they are wretched sinners. industry you sometimes refer to yourself as a hippie what does that mean to you and do you still consider yourself as one absolutely a thousand percent out of a hundred I didn't realize there were so many freaks <laughs> you know that love the same thing that I love to question authority that love equality fairness and justice we don't get along with uh, organizations like governments and the Pope and things like that Oh, 
give a message to the aspiring artists and musicians out there or to your younger self, what would it be? You know, the, the, the world doesn't belong to 17 to 27 year olds, like they tell you on radio and TV. We, 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 this, this is an, an affirmation that uh, good music can permeate all the hearts. When you can convince young people that whatever it is that they do they can make a difference in the world I mean, this is a miracle so this whole cd is it's a real miracle from 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 the beginning to, to the very very end your experience with Bill Graham like? Bill Graham is a, I call him a general in the field of consciousness because Bill Graham in the 60s uh, made it a point to put Miles Davis in front of the Grateful Dead or Buddy Rich in front of the 10 years after Roland Kirk. You know, he wanted to make sure that the young people, young at heart or the hippies or whoever, they would get a, a wholesome education. Not, you know, today it's like 
Guns N' Roses, Megadeth, and Metallica. It's the same thing. He, he would make sure that you would listen to John Lee Hooker or an African band, and then you listen to Guns N' Roses, you know. So that's what we need and miss a lot, that, uh, that consciousness thing. Because when you, when, you know, when, when you listen to Miles Davis before you listen to uh, The Grateful Dead, you have more latitude. You're, you're, all of a sudden, your wings are, are, are vaster than just this thing, you know. That's why we miss him so much, because he was a real champion and a general when it came to, to doing that. Clive Davis, how would you describe your renowned artist, Carlos Santana? There are very few old-timers. Carlos Santana is someone for all time. There wasn't anybody with whom he collaborated that did not thank me that this was such an honor, and not in a paying tribute, but it was one of those magical musical experiences that will affect them uh, really forever. Wow, that's awesome. That speaks volumes. If you guys have been listening to our special on Carlos Santana, you guys were in for a treat. This is exclusive here to KAYJ. Thank you for listening. Ayo Jazz. See you next time.